Oh yes, first I should thank you for making time to do this. I'm excited. I'm uh I wonder like do you think other people would be as blown away that I was that your real name isn't Brittany? I literally get it all the time. Like people that even like I've introduced myself as my real name, they'll call me Brie. Like of all things, they call me Brie. Well, or I, Brickney. I'm like Brickney is not a name. Yeah. See, I I thought your real name was Brittany and the screen name was Brickney. And then I I know a couple girls from Calgary who a while ago when we like first started. Uh, like when we said we would do this but didn't yet they were like oh yeah we know Brittany like she's hilarious so I don't know <laughs> no. if they know you or not but and then That's actually so funny. I have friends in Vancouver that said they had met you and and they also called you Brittany oh my god wow well, maybe I'll just change my name. <laughs> what's what's the story behind that? If you don't mind me asking, um, I, people ask me that all the time. It was like I didn't come, I didn't technically come up with it. Um, my friend Rachel did. So after I moved uh, to Paris for school, she came and visited me, and the day she got there, we were like at a bar drinking and we got really drunk and she's like the funniest person I've ever met and she randomly out of nowhere just said like made a joke about like Britney Spears being named Britney Spears or like something like that and then she changed her username to Britney Spears and we just thought it was so funny and then she like had she was like second guessing it she was like no this is stupid and then she changed it and I was like bitch I'm taking it and then that was like three years ago so and now it's cemented it's part yeah, of your legacy yeah but like everybody in paris would call me brickney like all of them call me brickney and that that's not a, a real name over there is it no like i like nobody called me by my real name like i think it was like just too hard for people to like enunciate which I also get. Like, I hate my name. I hate saying my name. I never say it right. Like, I'm just not good at, like, enunciating words. So, I don't know. It just feels very old school. Like, it feels like Little House on the Prairie name, and I hate it. Is it, uh, like, handed down to you through your family? Like, do you have grandmas with that name or anything? No, not even. Like... My my dad, I think my dad chose the name and he's Norwegian, but like I don't even think that that's a Norwegian name. I really don't know how they came up with it. I haven't asked actually. <laughs> uh what what were you taking in school? Like when you were living in Paris? Um I did a it was like a one year uh film production program. Uh, it was like a it's an international film school there so it's all taught in English and it's like people from all over the world uh go there like I don't even think I had any French classmates um but yeah it was like a one-year program it was basically like a BFA like squished into one year so like some days it would be like 
like 9 a.m to like 9 p.m i would be at school so it was like a lot but i i don't know i didn't want to i'm pretty against like school especially post-secondary and i was like i want to learn but i'm not gonna do like three years because i think that's a waste of time and money for like what i want to do yeah but i am really glad i went and would you say it it helped in the end, like obviously, I mm-hmm. just from watching what you've been up to, you do plenty of work. Did school help you get those jobs? Honestly, like it didn't really help me get jobs. Like that's the downside about going abroad because, like, everybody in Calgary that works in film that's like around my age, they all went to SAIT. And like when you do when you go do the course at SAIT. They pretty much like set you up with shoots like it's like a um kind of like a what's it called like a practicum or whatever like they get you on those shoots and then if people like you then you're like set up forever but I didn't have that which kind of sucks but are they I like, feel like cool the shoots that I do get are like they're almost better like they're more creative and they're less like union um like by the book yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Like, if the the shoots they set you up on are they pretty like boring and monotonous? Yeah, like all my friends that went to say they are pretty much all on like you like even uh like Last of Us like any of the u- big union TV shows, and I've worked on a few union shoots and I just like hate it. Like, it's just pe it's just people that are doing it for the money and. It's like a lot of like just drama and like disrespect, especially between like it's just like a hierarchy thing. It's like people that have been in the industry for so long, and then these new people are like young people or like women versus men, and like it's just like a weird dynamic. And like I almost would prefer to ha- have less shoots and make less money, but they're like more unique and like the crews are kind of more handpicked. Yeah, but. Sometimes I wish that I went to say, but also no, because I definitely like figured out like my style of photography and film from going to school in France, just because it's like such like a hub of like, like history and like, um, like just more like art films, I guess that we would study in school. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like film school is so weird. It's like, it's really up to you like what you get out of it a lot of people argue about that but it's true (laughs) so what would you label yourself as like are you a filmmaker or a photographer or both Mm, definitely both like I've been doing video stuff way longer than photo like I've been doing I've technically been filming stuff since I was like nine years old because I started a YouTube channel when I was nine uh and back then I was like not taking photos at all it was like all video and then it was like after or like I guess a little bit before but mostly after I went to film school is when I started taking more photos because I had this like one class that was like it was like a theory class of like theory of like light and composition and stuff like that but it was all photos so then I was like, okay, well, if I know how to light and like compose and frame photos, then I can like bring that over into video 
Like, it's honestly harder to start with video if you want to be a cinematographer. Like, taking photos helps, I guess. Yeah, I I get what you mean. I, uh, like, I'm not professional in any means, but I've been shooting photos forever. And then now that video is becoming more like necessary for for almost everything it's Uh it's really hard for me to like I I don't think I'm a great photographer but when I think of photos that sort of makes sense to me like composition wise but Uh trying to think of things to make even like short form videos out of it's impossible for me it's so hard yeah Uh uh-huh it's like I think a lot of people think those things are very similar and to me they're like very like they can be more the opposite. Mm-hmm. At totally, least in yeah. my mind. Was yeah. your YouTube big? Like you're not a famous <laughs> YouTuber, are you? Well, okay, it was like at at that time, like when I was posting like weekly or whatever the community was so small like everybody knew each other and like if you were like on youtube like i'll i'll meet people in calgary now that like i've never met before and they're like oh yeah i used to watch your youtube videos when i was like 15 like it happens like so often but it's so weird because like i think before youtube like removed all the like um like unactive accounts or whatever yeah i was like almost at like ten thousand, which like was a lot at that time but like not it's not like that anymore like it's pretty easy to get 10k and like even 100k and more but were you, were you monetized like were you making money um i was monetized but it wasn't like a lot of money because it was like it was like Google AdSense at that time. So I think you could only take the money out when it was at like a hundred dollars or something. Yeah. And I think I, I don't think I ever made like more than 500 or something, but I was also a kid. So <laughs> like there's like more benefits that were had nothing to do with money. Like I, because the community was so small, I made like so many friends that I'm like still friends with and like from the time I was like 13 until like 17 or 18 I went to LA like every summer to like meet up with all of them and like collab and whatever and like a lot of them because they kept going with their videos and I I didn't I stopped um but like some of them are like some of the most famous people on social media right now like are we um, talking about Charlie D'Amelia? It's like one one of her like really good friends is like still in like my group chat with all of them. And it's pretty weird. But yeah, I like wish I kept going with it, but it's definitely like not me anymore. Like I, I want to go back on YouTube, but then I like I don't know. It's just like a weird YouTube and is weird now just because of like TikTok and everything. It's become a weird thing. Yeah. Were were you making uh like serious videos to showcase your like filming talents or were you like vlogging or doing pranks? <laughs> yeah, like at the beginning it was uh like when I was a kid, 
I made like Lego videos. So I would like do reviews of like Lego sets. And then as I got older, I did um, these like recommendation vlogs where I'd like rec because I've always been really into movies and like music like most people. But I would like recommend a movie and like an album and like something else like every week. And then I started doing like music videos, like lip dubs and stuff like that to like top 40 songs. And then when I was like older, it was like vlogs. Like I would vlog every time I went on a trip. And then when I was like, I don't even know, like 15, 16, I was making like the most corny videos of all time. Like so like trying to be so serious and like just like, like love yourself like type of videos (laughs) I'm like I watch them now and it's like it is the most painful thing to watch ever but yeah it's like my whole childhood was documented onto YouTube that that's really funny yeah and like you're you're definitely gonna want to have those videos later in life like everyone wishes there was more of their own photos and videos yeah, it's it's a good thing and it's a bad thing. Like, <laughs> it, it sounds like there's uh, like a a pretty active video scene in Calgary. Like you're talking about all all your friends that are also in the industry. That maybe I don't know as much about it out here, but it doesn't seem like that alive out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty recent. Like. Pretty much, like, after COVID kind of has settled down a bit, it's gotten really big, which is weird. Like, I think it's it's helping our economy almost because of all the TV shows that are happening. Like, I'm pretty sure Last of Us is the highest budget TV show since, like, Game of Thrones or something. Is it on HBO or, like, set uh, to be? I think it's going to be HBO, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty crazy like I lately it's been like every other week I'm getting asked to like go on a shoot and like even like today I got asked to do one in Ontario I'm like do you guys not have enough people like it's so weird but yeah it's fun what are you gonna go to Ontario or no um hopefully (laughs) Yeah. yeah I want to but that's the shitty thing about working like in film but also having to have a job because like I can't just like you you get like one week notice to work on a shoot and then you can't it's hard to get work off like it's so frustrating so I'm hoping to be able to do like film stuff full-time in the next like year but there's things in the way and then how long is like uh a film job like that typically like would the contract be for a long time or everything seems to be getting shorter and shorter so i assume jobs take less time yeah um i think well for like commercials and music videos and stuff it's never more than like a few days like it's normally like two days um and then like even like feature films like full-length movies i worked on one like earlier in the year and it was like how long was it? i think in total they were shooting for like 10 days 
for an entire movie, like an hour and a half, which That's is insane. Wild. I Did know, because like you think about uh, like years ago, a full length movie would be like months, like it'd be months of filming. Yeah, I've heard of, of movies taking years to film. I know. I really, I don't know how. Like, maybe it's just because it's like an indie thing. Like, I feel like if it's like sci-fi or, um, like something with a lot of, um, like set deck and like VFX and stuff like that, it takes longer. But I don't know. Who knows if it's gonna be good? Because <laughs> it was literally like, yeah, ten days. Is there a big like YouTube scene in Calgary too? Like, are there a lot of? kids make money off that type of thing no not not really i'd say like tiktok is kind of the place for that now which is really fried but people have no attention span um there is a few people from calgary that are like really successful on youtube like um like cody Coe's from calgary uh and then i know a couple girls that are pretty famous now that they like one lives in new york now and the other in la um yeah one of them i like grew up making videos with her and then now she has like probably like over a million or something do you uh remember this there was a girl that made i think a tiktok about like going to nine times no oh wait she... yes that was her that that's my family she's the one that yeah yeah in new york now yeah, she's she's actually like the nicest human ever. That was so fucking funny though. Oh my god. <laughs> I loved that. Yeah, I had never heard of her before and then I saw that and watched some of her other stuff. It was funny. I mean I, I get know that, why. that's the first time I had heard of her too. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, that I I was always like telling Kevin like you should have capitalized on that more. Like you should have asked <laughs> her to come back and like film more videos in the store. That would have been so funny. That's true. I bet you that actually got them a lot of people coming in. Yeah, and like I mean stuff like that is is arguably kind of corny, but the entire <laughs> world is kind of corny these days. Like if you you want to yeah. make make sales and gain customers i don't know if you can like really yeah totally. and choose, well, like, like, yeah like doesn't matter like oh i get people are gonna be corny but the corny people are always like really nice like they're always the nicest people yeah yeah definitely mm-hmm. and i actually have a theory that i've been kind of preaching lately that i feel people are like too caught up in like not being cringe and it kind of mm-hmm. gets in the way like if everyone was yeah. just a bit more cringe everyone would probably make a bit more money and they'd be able to <laughs> yeah. push what they're into but like i just think if the entire world let down their guard a bit everyone mm-hmm. would be happier like my theory is a bit more cringe will make the entire human race mm-hmm. happier I know I think about that all the time because I used to care about that so much like the last thing I ever wanted was for somebody to think that like I was being corny or something but like that is just like such a show of like you caring too much about what people think and like 
I literally don't give a shit now. No, <laughs> it's I, fun. I, I used to, I, like, I try to think less like that every day. But I used to really subscribe to that. And then, like, lately, every time I do something a bit, not even corny, but just a bit more, like, true to who I am, it works better in, uh-huh. like, every way. It's just how people receive it in real life is better. Like, it uh-huh. does better online. And if I'm trying to convert that into something else, then, yeah, like, I don't know. I just... I think maybe the entire world should let their guard down a bit and will be happier. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. So what, like, I know you just said, but what age, not like YouTube and stuff, but what age did you get into taking, like, filming more seriously? Oh, uh, let me think. Well, I worked on my first, like, kind of set. Like, it was, like, a very indie shoot. But that was when I was 13. And it was, like, a guy that my dad knew. So my dad set it up. And I, like, didn't know anything. And I walked in and they, like, wanted me to slate and, like, uh, do, like, boom mic. And I was, like, pretending like I knew what I was doing. But I was literally 13. And it was the first time I'd ever been on a set of any kind um and it was like yeah it was pretty it was pretty bad but then after that it kind of like it was just more and more stuff like definitely my dad has been a really good connect for me to find jobs but yeah it's funny like the director of that like indie short that was my very first shoot like years later it was like last year I got asked by like a producer to like um be like a camera assistant on a music video and then it was that same guy it was like that director from the very first shoot I was ever on I like he was the cinematographer and I was assisting him and it was like so weird for both of us because like the last time I had saw him I like didn't know anything and then it went from that to like fully being able to like I don't know, like, pr- prove myself again. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I think, let me think. I guess it, I started getting paid for doing shoots, like, after school. Because before that, it was, like, I would go, but it was, like, kind of, like, an experience thing. And then after school is when I started getting paid. Which is, like, I mean, sadly, that's a part of it, right? And in most industries these days, you gotta like do some stuff for free to get oh, yeah. your and I, I don't door. even mind doing it like the great thing about working in the industry is that I would do it for free like because I enjoy it so much yeah like when I do get paid it just like feels like it feels like just free money like I got I didn't do anything to get it and then like how, how does the growth work for you like does every job turn into more jobs or are there like ups and downs and slow times? Yeah. I'm, I I feel like ever since COVID it's been like so consistent just because there's in Calgary, there's so many jobs that there's so many jobs that they don't have people to fill those jobs. Like they're 
they're taking like students like from safe that like are just starting because they're so desperate for people um so yeah it's been like pretty consistent like it's really random it's like some months it'll be like every week I'm getting asked to the point where I'm like double or triple booked and then sometimes it's like nothing like I haven't had much this summer but then now like September I've already gotten asked to do a bunch of stuff um yeah I don't know it's really random like if you're in the union it's like every single week like you literally don't have a day off ever um but I'm not in the union so I don't do that did COVID change the way that like shoots happen like at at my studio my neighbor is a pretty successful photographer in the city and he said COVID made a lot of people like request like almost like a a low quality shoot like not these people mm-hmm. aren't like hip to the like VHS or VX or anything they just like want a normal video but they want it shot on an iPhone so people can relate to it like is that really yeah weird it seems weird like you would even same day rate like everything the pay is the same they would just say like can you shoot this on like not as professional of a camera just because everyone has been inside watching iPhone footage right so this is like what they can relate to that is so interesting I didn't even know that people were doing that like it's definitely not like that here like, I feel and, like almost more, there's more people, like, especially, like, because I work at a camera store, and it's, like, so many people are coming in for cameras for video. Like, everybody's doing video now, and, like, it's, like, full-on, like, high, like, 4K cameras. Like, but then, again, there's also people that are, like, they come in and they're like, do you have like a rig for a phone? Or like, do you have like a lens attachment for a phone or like filters and stuff like that? Like with a lot of people are recording on phones, but it's like iPhone 13 pro, like really high quality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the working at the store, do you, you come across a lot of people that want like the highest end equipment just to make tiktoks like they want like a red cam just so they can make youtube <laughs> shorts yeah i think what, pe- what people don't get is that you can have all the money in the world and the best camera and the best equipment but that doesn't mean that it's gonna look good like people think that they c- that if they have money and they buy a high quality camera that they'll get like a high quality result yeah but it's not like that at all like if somebody knows what they're doing and they have like an eye for it, you can give them like a 3DS and they'll make just as good of like a video as they would on like a 4K camera. But yeah, definitely it's like people, so many people, it's like they need a camera to make Instagram reels and TikToks, which is like, it's just so weird. But then there's also people that are like, why would I need to buy this camera when my phone does 4K? Yeah. I'm like, I'm not even going to waste my time explaining the answer to that. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, we, I mean, people have money out here, but I think from what I can tell, they have way more out there. So you must have to deal with just the snobbiest. Oh my god. Yeah, it's like the whole pretty much the whole customer demographic is old rich white men. And like it's uh, it's really it's all it's so shitty working like working there sometimes just because of the customers are like brutal. Like that story did you see that story I posted the other day? Yeah. About, yeah, I can't like it's so ridiculous. Like people are so unbelievably stupid. It's insane. Or like another time it was like a guy, a customer um said that like he doesn't talk tech with women. And like there I get it's like every week. It's like a, like an old white man will come in and like I try and help him and he's like, "Oh no, I don't need help." And he'll walk like right past me and then talk to like my male coworker. Like, that so... like might be one of the weirdest like stances I've I ever know. like not talking tech with women when oh. you're clearly a woman employed to talk tech. Like yeah, that. like why would I get hired here if I didn't know anything? Like it's such an insane mentality. Like I don't understand it because like there's like thing like my coworkers that are male that have been working there forever like they know so many things like and I learn a lot from them but they also learn a lot from me because like a lot of them don't know video or like just like my everybody has their own approach to things and like tech isn't necessarily it's like one correct way like there's so many ways to do it yeah but like oh my god like I can't with people like that it makes no sense yeah, that's that's absurd. Yeah, <laughs> I hate it. So what, like, what do you do to relax from your job and hobby? Of well, both jobs, I guess, of like filming mm-hmm. and photography. What do you do, like, in your spare time, if you have? Um, any? I honestly am like in the last year or two I actually work like constantly like I go to work and then I come home and like my I've just made myself come home and like work more which is really bad and like even if I don't have a job that I actually have to do I'll like go on my laptop and like find something to do but like now it's catching up to me and like making my brain like explode yeah so, like, I don't know. I, like, like to be outside as much as I can. Or, like, I like reading. But I, honestly, it's, like, the when it comes to, like, photo stuff, like, the, the collages that I've been doing, yeah, that is, like, the most relaxing thing to do. And, like, it's fulfilling. Like, it's so fun. Like, I just like doing things with my hands. And yeah, I don't know. I just like have this like mentality where the more that I work now, the less I'll have to work in the future. Yeah. Because I just like, I really do not like I don't want to work. And I hate that I have to work. But like, you got to do it. So yeah, get it over with now. I mean, there's the theory too, like people that do like something creative for a job 
can't really ever turn it off. Like, I'm mm-hmm. the same way. Like, I can work nine to five or whatever. I have mm-hmm. my, like, studio hours. But it's not like then I just, like, hit flip a switch in my brain and don't think about that. Like, I'm thinking mm-hmm. about all, all the other parts of it, like photography, design, mm-hmm. everything, all mm-hmm. night. And yeah, then it's when I fun. go to like, bed. It's fulfilling. Yeah, There's yeah. There's really no, not I, much else that's fulfilling. Like being young, I feel like so much, or like just the community that I'm in and the friends that I have, it's like a lot of like partying, which like I obviously like everybody likes partying and like I love drinking like a little bit too much. Yeah. <laughs> but like uh I just like after so many years of going out every single night like having the same conversations over and over again it was like really catching up to me and just like draining my like creative energy and like I wasn't doing anything that like made me feel good and like I don't know like it's just it's it's a weird time I just like don't feel like doing anything else but like working well fun work yeah what do you think you'd be able to uh like maintain a good career in this industry in calgary or like in the long term are you gonna have to move to la or new york or somewhere like that i feel like i've i a lot of people shit on calgary and like everybody that is like cool or like an established artist or whatever they always move but i feel like they move like a little too soon it's like you'll get established in calgary and then you're like i'm too good for this city and then you go to a bigger city but then you are like the bottom feeder yeah i'm like i like i i don't want to leave calgary thinking that i've i've made it and like i'm the best i can be in calgary like Calgary is, like, growing so much, especially with artists and everything. Yeah. And, like, although I do, like, really want to live in another city, I would rather fully establish myself here and, like, travel to do jobs and then, like, know where I actually want to live before I move. Like, I don't think I would want to move to Vancouver, like, especially right now. Like, Toronto is, like, Calgary, but, like, more corporate and like there's like it's too much of a city there yeah I'm like I don't even know like I just kind of want to stay here for like a another year or two and just like travel and like do jobs in other cities yeah no I know exactly what what you mean there a lot of kids from here do that too they like struggle and like hustle to get jobs and then finally start to make a name for themselves and move immediately just so they can like struggle and hustle somewhere else i know i don't think there's any point to that like calgary and edmonton are both like great cities they're affordable cities there's like great communities if you can find like those those people and there's there's no reason to leave like you go to a different city for why like to find more jobs but like calgary and edmonton both have such great people like it's such a weird thing like and i've thought this for so long there's like so many cool people like in toronto and in vancouver that all are from calgary like it's it's like a weird vortex 
in Alberta where like good people are born. Like it is so weird. I I couldn't agree with you more. I mm-hmm. I constantly joke about if if Alberta like say Calgary and Edmonton, well, not just say that it is Alberta. But if we pulled all of our people out of those cities, they would have a lot less of a force. Like, Uh I know so many people have come from here and made it elsewhere. But if Uh they didn't start here, they wouldn't be where they were. And and some people acknowledge that. But a lot of people, like, get big and then never mention where they're from again. I know. I've noticed that. Which is, I mean. so weird. I I've been trying to blow up forever. If I ever do, I will never not reference Alberta mm-hmm. every chance. Like if I was ever in an interview where someone said like even Western Canada or something, I would correct them. I see mm-hmm. people all the time like Mac DeMargo is great, like a friend of mine from growing up, but I see him oh. constantly get labeled as like Montreal based or Vancouver. He never corrects them. And I always say, like, you had, that's so like, weird. You let people know you're from here so that maybe someday we won't be like looked down uh-huh. on by everyone. I know. There's no reason to look down on Edmonton and Calgary. And people do it all the time. And I don't get it. Like, we're so lucky. Like, so lucky. But, I mean, you say Calgary is affordable. From what I hear, it's it's super expensive, right? Well, it's weird because, like, it is a very wealthy city. And, like, a, a whole ton of, like, billionaires live here. But, so I don't know. It's, it's, it is, I think even Montreal... Montreal has always been like the cheapest from yeah. what I've heard. Yeah. But Mon- now Montreal's more expensive than Calgary. Like, and I live in one, I live in like the one of the older neighborhoods in Calgary, but it's also one of like the richer neighborhoods. And like I pay $500 rent. Yeah. How, and then like, how is and like I live possible? above my studio. And my studio's a hundred and ninety dollars. Oh, that's that's insane! Congrats! I thought <laughs> I, I thought I had a cheap studio, but no, not compared to that at all. Yeah, well, it's not. It's like I share. I split the rent obviously with like my studio mates, but it's like a really lucky setup. Definitely. Like, if you want cheap rent, you can find it here. What? With uh, you don't need to expose them too much, but what are the people you share a studio do with, or what what's their like artistic output? Are they videographers and photographers? Uh so we we technically like are like a team. So, um, well they so they have their like a clothing store like also downstairs. So it's like two units. Um, and they do, they have like their own fashion line, like they make clothes and then they like buy, um, consignment, like luxury clothes and resell it for like really good prices. Yeah. Cause they just like want it to be like a space for like educating people on, um, like just like designer brands and like the history and everything. So they, like we do like me it's like their names are colin and olivia they're 
engaged and they live upstairs it's awesome <laughs> but yeah me and Colin do all the videos and the photos and then Olivia is kind of like the brain behind everything like she comes up with the ideas for shoots that we like um, do for different companies and she's like a stylist and like she knows like all of that side of the things so yeah it's really awesome because it's like a collaborative thing so like every Wednesday and Thursday we have designated to like work on stuff together because we kind of like want to build kind of like a business where we like just outsource work to different companies for like videos and photos right yeah well uh it it's not the people that used to do like 5 a.m uh no i don't think they live here anymore you know what i mean yeah 5 a.m yeah that's like Ju or julia yeah. and kaylee yeah. kansas yeah yeah yeah, they're awesome. I don't think that either of them live here. I know Julia doesn't live here anymore. But yeah, they were they are so awesome. Like that I was a lot younger when they were doing that and I was so like inspired by what they were doing. And I was so sad when they closed what they were doing. Like it was so awesome. Yeah, I got to know them a little bit. Just I think they opened around when I opened and mm. then when they were in in Edmonton they would stop by and they they were super cool they they were uh like definitely ahead of their time oh yeah or like they had ideas that were happening like before Calgary would have been ready for that I know yeah there's nothing really like that now because like they would do because they had that really nice space in like East Village in Calgary and they would, like, have events, like, every month or whatever where they'd have, like, different artists, like, showcase their work. And then it would be, like, a party with, like, beer and stuff. And it was so fun. And there's, like, nothing like that now. I, I'm pretty sure one of them lived upstairs. That's why it reminded me of what you're talking about. Oh, interesting. Not Julia. The, the other one. I, I'm pretty sure owned like the whole building and then lived upstairs and had the oh, space that's so cool i didn't know that that's that's blessed yeah i don't, I don't know what they're up to now they're awesome though is there a, like as as for places that show work kind of like that like more independent galleries and stuff is there anything like that in calgary right now no not really like there's like a lot of like larger galleries like there's like contemporary and like esker and stuff like that but those will be like i don't even know how you like get your art into those galleries and like it's almost like the only art that does get into those galleries are very like i don't know like centered around like uh current issue like political issues and like yeah. identity politics and stuff yeah which i don't really like to feed into at all so i don't know i i like that's a definitely like a dream that i have is to like start something where like i have a space where i can do that and like have events and that's like one of like mine and my studio mates goals is to do that and like we're planning one right now but it's like hard to do it when you don't have like a space 
Oh, that like it's that's what I ideally would like to pivot to as well, and it, it seems really cool, but it it's it's so much harder than you would think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you like have to have connections or a lot of money. Yeah, which I uh, maybe I have a few connections. The money <laughs> yeah. is is the obstacle, but I think uh there was like a hamburger eyes show in in Calgary, right? What was it? Hamburger eyes. It's like a a photo collective from San Francisco. Oh. It's been around forever there. Like, I mean, they they kind of inspired like a lot of, of what I ended up doing. Uh-huh. And just randomly, some gallery in Calgary showed like, I think 500 pieces oh, wow. from them. And I, I found out about it, I think like a day before it was closing. So I didn't end up like making it out to see it, but it was like quite... I know I didn't even know about that I don't like really don't pay attention to things that are happening and I should I know Uh, there is what is there like the exposure photo festival is a really cool one I'm probably gonna submit something to it but it's like one of those things where you have to pay money to submit work that like might get in Oh yeah, yeah. See, my like my thought process lately is there's too many obstacles to show that type of work, and I feel if if there was more of that work being shown, it would like expedite the growth of that scene. Like there would be uh-huh. more young people into art if they feel like they could show their art without having to go through like so much bureaucracy and I all know that. but then I'm yeah. always like yeah I'm making it my life's goal to like save these people and start something for them and then it's uh-huh. impossible I know yeah there's like there is like things here and there like a few months ago there was that like shed show that like nine times yeah did. um and that was really cool because that was like people all different types of artists like within the scene and they wanted it to be like really just like authentic like people would like I don't know it was really it was really interesting like some of the things like you couldn't even tell that it was somebody's art like installed there or like it was it was like really DIY and that was so cool like that that was like a perfect example of like what I wish happened more in Calgary because then there was like so many different types of people came like everybody that reposted the poster it was like everybody that follows them came and it was like just it was so many people or like people walking down the street walking in and just like talking to everybody like that was so fun but that was like a one like that just like doesn't happen ever was that like a, a one night or one weekend uh-huh. or it was it was just one night and then and the whole venue is gone right like not demolished but they don't have that space anymore yeah i think i forget i think they're turning it into like a restaurant or something but yeah, i think i think nine times only had it for like a month or two 
And then that was like the last. Like you day mean someone else is opening a restaurant, right? Like Kevin's not opening. Oh yeah, no, so, somebody else. I think it's like a big, like big corp restaurant or something. But yeah, that was an awesome space. Do you? Uh, that actually brings up a weird question, but I know there a ton of restaurants out there like everyone here is always mesmerized by like the quality and like extravagant Mm -hmm. restaurant concepts out there do you ever end up doing like video work for any of the restaurants um i not really like that's what i'm trying to do some stuff with different places like i just did because i do work for luke's drug mart which is like a really popular local business here oh yeah yeah. and yeah they do a lot of collabs with like other local businesses so like that's only the really time i'll do it but the only other one like there's like a newer japanese restaurant here that's like a it's like a it's an authentic authentic like owned by white people (laughs) like japanese restaurant yeah it's like a like sake bar like everybody that works there is like really educated on like Japanese culture or whatever and I did a shoot for them not that long ago but it was like a private event that was like hosted by Visa and it was just like it was like a signed seating of like just like the richest people in the city and I was like oh my god I hate this but yeah I don't know it's it's such a weird culture like it's it's sad actually because they literally just are tearing down all of like the gems of Calgary and then opening restaurants that are all owned by like Concord. Well, like, is that that a restaurant group out there? Yeah. And it's like all of like the big restaurants and like the really nice ones that are opening. Like there's that this one called Major Tom. It's on like oh it's on like the 40th floor of like a high rise downtown and I was like oh this is really cool and then I found out it was owned by Concord and then I was like ooh, it's like nothing is independent anymore it's like all big corp and it's so sad but I wonder if it's the same there as it is here like what what I see a lot of in Edmonton that I I guess I don't hate it, but I don't love it. When when someone like opens a restaurant out here and it succeeds, even like remotely succeeds, they just open like four more of the exact same <laughs> no. thing or like slightly change the concept or like mm-hmm. change like one thing on the menu. I just don't get why. Like I'd rather do one thing really well than do like four things like yeah not as well as you could yeah exactly Ugh, it's just a horrible time to be alive really yeah definitely <laughs> do you uh you have tiktok or do you hate it like you were kind of joking i have it but i hate it yeah i yeah I think that's like everyone though. They they have like the hugest user base and everyone I talk to is like, yeah, we hate this app, but we go on it multiple mm-hmm. hours every single day. <laughs> yeah. Like I would never use it as like a platform to like 
promote myself or anything but it, yeah it unfortunately is the best way to like get famous because like they do it like tiktok has the best algorithm out of any other social media because it's like more fair but then again it's like also kind of corrupt because like it that they they track your activity on all your other apps so then they know how to like curate your feed yeah but then it's like it's like similar to like all of your you and all of your friends have the same political opinions so you actually never get educated on any other side of politics it's like that it's like your whole feed is you're seeing the same thing and the same opinions all the time and you never see anything else which i think is really bad but that's like i don't know like i guess twitter is the only social media where it's not where that doesn't happen you you use twitter as well yeah i've been using twitter for like 10 years because it's just like twitter has the most hot takes and yeah i i've always i've always thought twitter was the best one it's like barely ever changed like it's just been what it's been forever i know yeah never really got into it but like Mm -hmm. recently like today um is the most i've been in twitter (laughs) i'm just like an adult (laughs) that like is getting into twitter like 14 years after it was created but yeah no i think twitter's great yeah and it's interesting like how just any one thing can go off on there like you could have like 600 tweets that no one has ever looked at and then one just goes off and like all of a sudden you're kind of set i know yeah and twitter has better like privacy just like privacy stuff too like you can like because like pretty much every other app is like um your feed is like sorted by popularity or like instead of in sequence of when they were posted yeah but on twitter you can like customize everything like you can customize it so you see the tweets in order that they're being posted because normally it's like they won't like automatically they're not going to show you something that could be um problematic or like go against the system or whatever right um and you can like control all your privacy and like tracking and all of that because i don't know i'm a paranoid freak and i hate the government so i like that about twitter have you always been like that or is it just as the world like spirals out of control you're like more and more into privacy and anti-government um i don't know it's definitely like more recent like obviously like since covid i feel like a lot of people kind of realized how just like set up everything is yeah for like the government to make more money and like it's just it it makes me so angry and I've seen how I've seen like the progression of it like being on social media since I was nine like I I just see like the slope like so much bad stuff has come from it like even like news it's like the news needs to show like the left and the right like you need to see both sides because 
if you don't see both sides then you can't actually form an opinion about something yeah but now it's like only one side is being shown unless you like go and do your own research to see that other side and yeah i don't know that's interesting someone the other day told me this about twitter and uh i i think it's actually great advice i've been trying to adapt it but like follow people that you don't agree with you know yes that's what i'm saying yeah yeah so you're learning about that you can still be into what you're into but you can go into it a bit more educated on why you feel Mm -hmm. that way instead yeah, that's the issue with like instagram like you only follow your friends and like people that you agree with so like they're like even just like the whole like infographic war like people love to post their infographics yeah but then they realize that everybody watching their story with this like liberal like infographic already is liberal like it's like you look at it and you're like yeah like you skip right past it like there's nobody in your followers that doesn't agree with that probably like it's so like ugh. It's like mind numbing. Like that's why Twitter is great. Like because people of all sides follow each other and there's like a better level of like respect. Cause it's like you don't like I so disagree with the statement that you you can't be friends with people that you disagree with politically. Like you need to have friends that you disagree with. Yeah. Oh like I, otherwise I you're agree just like stagnant. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Of course. And then like you're only talking about one thing you're only looking at certain photos like you're not Mm -hmm. really being informed on like the other 50 percent of the universe Mm -hmm. yeah and it's like it's it's angering to see the other side because people are like actually fucked in the head and have horrible opinions well if anything it's like good to see that because then you know like what kind of person you want to be because you don't want to be like these like bigoted people that are everywhere. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh-huh. So you have friends that you fight with constantly, but that just makes you guys closer friends? Well, yeah, like I am like so opinionated on like political things. And like I feel like I probably have the most like hot takes out of all of my friends yeah well not all of my friends but like we are able to talk about things in like a progressive way where it's like I listen to you you listen to me it doesn't matter if you disagree because like there's like understanding right and also it's like you don't need to be like on one side or the other of like the spectrum like it's like it's so like fluid it's like I don't know it's it's so interesting but like social media has made it so fucked like it's so insane how some people think like it just seems to be getting like worse and worse like very rapidly like they're not like if anything instagram knows all this and then just makes worse and worse decisions Uh about the info they're like feeding you and how they're like curating your timeline and yeah and it's like people aren't able to see like what is real and what is true and what's not and like 
I I've always felt like I I am able to see like when things are like intentionally being shown and they're like not true like people are so quick to believe everything they read it's like the same with like even just like like gossip about like celebrities it's like you'll read it and you're like oh my god and then like you go and tell everybody but like that thing is probably not even true it's so fucked like even and I'm guilty of that too like I'll read like an insane headline like like some like fuck news about like monkey pox or something and I'll be like oh my god this is crazy and then I'll go and tell people and then I'll tell somebody like that is more educated about the topic than me and they're like that is not true and I'm like, wow, I can't believe that I was so quick to believe it just because of, like, shock factor. That's Ugh. so funny. I was just talking to my girlfriend about, like, who, I mean, like, political or whatever, but let's say celebrity gossip. Like, who decides this is real? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll read something about Pete Davidson. And then that's just like a, a fact to me. Yeah, but right. And I'm like, and like, I was actually joking the other day about starting a TikTok that was like one of those like educational where it's like, you know, like this Alanis Morissette song was about this, but I just want to make it completely <laughs> misinformation and just say like, yeah, Alanis Morissette like actually was responsible for the death of Bob Marley, and then <laughs> like that's true. Like, I know exactly. It's so fucking funny. Oh my god, I literally he, have seen meme pages that are like that, and it's so funny. Yeah, oh. I mean, there's enough people reading it that someone is gonna believe anything, which is yeah. Well, people yeah. love to believe insane things. Like, so do I, but like... <laughs> yeah, I do too. Yeah. Have you ever, uh, like, has you being opinionated or, like, any tweets or anything, have they ever, like, got in the way of a certain job? Like, have you ever lost work because someone is like, this girl thinks this about this? Um, No, because I, I like... I don't put any of it on social media. Because uh, I'm like, I don't know. I just. Which I, is also, I feel just so much a better way to live. Like, I always think like when people are getting like, not that anything you would say is to be canceled for. But when I see people like getting in trouble, I always think like, uh-huh. like, why did you just say that on record like why don't you just yeah. tell people in real life but exactly that you'd like put it out there in a way that it's gonna be online forever like that's yeah. more the issue yeah and like definitely the whole thing with like cancel culture like I think it is like seriously disgusting like I think it's one of the most fucked up things about like our generation and like on social media and like it's like you the last thing I'm worried about is being canceled because people that like engage in cancel culture are people that like I do not want anywhere near me like I think it is fucked and like fully goes against like everything that those people actually believe in like I just have seen such negative effects come from it like just 
even in like my like my circle and my friend groups it's like people are flawed like everybody is flawed like you can't see somebody do something or say something and then be so quick to like not only like cut them off like as a friend but tell everybody else to do the same yeah it's so insane and then it turns into like a thing where i i don't want to be friends with this person i'm going to cancel them and then if it's like oh if i don't cancel that person too then i'm going to get canceled it's like who the fuck cares like seriously like if if you're like a like a psychopath and you like murder somebody or like like do something really fucked up then like yeah like you are fucked and like stay away from me but i like why do you like post about it it's like oh my god i just can't with everything about that and that's why i won't post my opinions on anything because it's not even like a i'm worried about people not liking me it's like people just go seriously mentally ill about (laughs) canceling people it's so weird like it's it's like mentally draining for the person doing that too like why do you feel the need to ruin somebody else's life is that big in calgary like the whole mob mentality and like trying to cancel people is that yeah like i've it there has been like a few instances where it has happened and like some of them are like they are like just situations like where you do need to go to like certain lengths so that person like takes accountability yeah but like canceling somebody is so harmful where like that person doesn't even want to take accountability because they just like trauma respond to it and become even more like unhinged and like cause more pain in like other areas of their life like it's it's like nobody actually cares to talk to that person and be like this is what you did that this is fucked up and like this is how you can get better and like I would love to see you do better because I want you to be happy it's like this person did something fucked up like you're cut off it's like do you even actually care about the better of the world or do you care about like how you're perceived by other people yeah yeah it's very sad to watch and oh what like do you predict going forward it'll get better or worse as i think it'll society? get better like but i think about that i think that way about a lot of things like i i have a lot of faith for the world and like the younger generation because it's so it's all like blasted online and it's moving so fast like even like lately I see like past few months I see so many posts just like talking about how cancel culture is harmful and stuff like that so then and it's like educating people on how to like approach those situations better in like a less harmful way So that's the good thing about social media. Like there's the bad things, but then after the bad is always like more people speaking up about how to handle it better. Yeah. But that's also why it's important to follow like different types of people. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, social media definitely expedites like everything, but also kind of the healing and learning how to like deal with each situation gets expedited as well. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. It is. It, it's a lot to deal with. And there, there's always like something, you know, it, it, like something cancel culture or customer at your work or yeah. uh, no break from anything these days. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. But that's the way that it is and that's the way it'll always be. <laughs> Have you, uh, I forgot to ask you about this. What's, what's your connection to Caslow? Oh, I I went there when I was a kid, but I completely forgot that I had ever been there. And then I when I like after I was there, I like had a dream of me as a child there. And then I found out or then I asked my dad and then he was like, yeah, you we did go there. And then he like sent me photos in the same location that I was there like this summer. It was so weird. But I only uh, went there see, like I a thought... customer at my work was like, you should go to Caslow. It's like. It's like a secret, like beautiful spot that like nobody goes to. And then I was like, okay, I'm gonna go. And it was amazing. Were you camping? Yeah. I was I camped for like it was like eight or nine days, like in a tent, which I've never done before. But I was like I was on like three or actually it was like almost a year of working every single day. Just like working way too much. And then I was like, my brain was exploding and I was like, I need to go outside and like be outside for like a week. So then I camped for like an entire week and it was so nice. Yeah. We and now were... I'm back to my brain exploding again. Yeah, we were there like around the same time. My my girlfriend, uh, her family has property just across the water from Caslow and the weather was awesome. Is Better it still considered Caslow, or is it, like, another... No, yeah. she's in, like, Kootenai Bay. She's actually right across from Nelson. Oh, yeah. I was there, too. And then Caslow is beside Nelson, I think. Yeah, Nelson's kind of insane now. Like, I went there a lot when I was a kid. So, like, I went there because of how I remembered it from when I was younger. But it is, like... It's so strange there now. And like, there's so many people. Yeah, it's kind of reminds me a lot of Victoria. Like, it it used to, I mean, it still is cool. Like, I don't want to hate on these places, but they used to be kind of for like a, like a modern day hippie type vibe. Yeah. And now it's like they're all being priced out by like billionaires. Yeah. I know, yeah. I, I noticed, like, the homeless problem there got is, like, a lot worse now, too. Like, I I stayed at a campground that was, like, in Nelson. Like, it was, like, the Nelson City campground. And it was, like, literally a homeless encampment. Like, it was, like, 98% homeless people that were living on the campsite. Yeah. And it was, like, I, I, like, I met some interesting people. Like, I met this lady there that was, like, in one of, like, the BC, like, cults. Like, I think there's, like, a podcast, like, documentary about the cult that she was in. And, like, she was saying how, like, they literally will, because they have, like, enemies, like, another cult enemy or whatever. And when they would do them wrong, 
they like get naked and like burn their houses down and then like chant around a burning house. I was like, Wait, no way, this is real. Was she currently in the cult or used to be? I don't know. Like, she was like on the run. Like, she was like just recently homeless because she was like owned all this land. It was like over like a hundred acres of land or something allegedly, but and she was like growing weed or something on it like when it was illegal to do that so then that got shut down and then she turned it into basically like um they built houses to house a lot of homeless people which is awesome like it was like free housing for homeless people in these houses like on her land and then the government um found out and then like kicked everybody out and then tore the buildings down and then she like got in some other bad situation with like her boyfriend who like shot her and then like this was like a few weeks before I saw I met her at this campsite and like she was just like telling us about her life and it was like blowing my mind like small town BC is fucking insane oh yeah like it's seriously insane did you uh get any contact info for this woman yeah so we like told her where we were going next and she was like oh my god like please send me a message on facebook and like let me know if they have more spots because like i'm getting kicked out of this campsite soon so she like wrote her info down on a on a paper and it's so funny because she has like six facebook accounts because she kept forgetting the login so like (laughs) Like she wrote on the paper like her first and last name and then it looks so cryptic it's like first last name and then it says lives in paradise and then tree picture like those three things is how she used to describe the facebook account because on her facebook it says she lives in paradise so I, I found her facebook but i haven't like added her or anything because we never messaged her about the campsite <laughs> and i feel bad but one day hope she's doing well yeah i shouldn't have her on the podcast she sounds like an interesting <laughs> no she seriously like it was like blowing my mind the things she was saying and like i could tell it was all true also but it was even crazier because the only reason why we met her is because we were talking to this other guy um that we had met there because he was like smoking near us like he was telling us like about his night like before the night that we met him and then this lady like joins in the conversation and then it turns out that the people that she or that he was partying with the night before are like in her family and like a part of her cult like it was so crazy and then i go on her facebook and there's like five different posts about how she has all these like small world experiences where she like meets people that like know the most random people that she knows like this lady is like seriously just magic yeah sounds like a visionary yeah (laughs) that's that's wild yeah we uh like my girlfriend's cabin is kind of secluded out there so we don't have much interaction with uh-huh. other people unless we like take the ferry over to Nelson for the day. But uh-huh. I have met 
a couple out there and now I'm kind of intrigued. You could almost like revive your YouTube channel and just go interview people at this campsite. I know. It was, oh, BC is insane. Like, I met so many people, like, just random people who had the most insane things to say. Like, you don't meet people like that in the city. Yeah. Or it's, like, like homeless people out there is, like, they're very, like, like one with the earth and, like, maybe, like, are, like, alcoholics or, like, do a lot of, like, mushrooms. But, like, here, it's, like, very hard Cause like I try, and it's like very hard to have conversations with homeless people here because the drug like problem is so bad. Yeah, it's like just like fucked opiates. Like it's it's really sad. But like I noticed how different it is in BC. Like it's a lot of the homeless people aren't doing drugs. Is that the whole like homeless thing and opioids all that? Is that getting a lot bigger out there in Calgary so bad like I noticed a visible increase within like two or three months yeah and like I live like or I've lived inner city for like years now and I it's so so bad and it's like it's not only like they're homeless it's like they are like fucked on like insane drugs like it it's so sad like it's really really sad yeah it it's getting like really exacerbated out here too it mm-hmm. uh it's definitely like sad and i don't know hopefully we can like do something about it like not you and i well i guess we could try but yeah I mean, there's I mean, little things <laughs> the city like and the people who make the decisions hopefully they can like figure out a way to to help these people because i know it's it's just like sad because so many of them like don't want help like it's just like the they've like been fucked over by the system so bad that like the only thing that like makes them happy is to be on drugs and like have that like short high where they feel happy yeah like it's, it's fucked and it's like seriously a problem that's never gonna go away like, like, the government wants it to happen. Like, that is the reality of it. Yeah, they closed a bunch of, like, uh, like safe injection sites out here. Is it same out there? Well, the one that we have is, like, right downtown. It's, like, in the center of downtown. And, like, surrounding the safe injection site is high-rises that are, like, newly built. And, like, I oh, live in yeah, one of yeah. them. So, like, everybody in that area was, like, petitioning to close down the safe injection site because they were tired of seeing people, like, just, like, drugged out on their doorstep. I'm like, okay, well, don't live downtown then. Like, what do you expect? Like, fuck. But, like, I don't think they, I don't think it ended up happening. Like, there was a lot of people that were opposing it because, like, they were trying to have the safe injection site outside of the city which is so fucking ridiculous. Like, how are they going to get there? And then they were saying how, like, they were going to set up, like, shuttle buses at the hospital downtown to, like, take them out to the safe injection site and then, like, bus them back. But I'm like, who the fuck is going to smoke meth, 
get on a bus that's run by the government to go out of the city like it's so backwards like i cannot believe it yeah i'm like if, if like you if you don't let people doing drugs bother you then they won't bother you like nobody has ever bothered me like ever like it's it if it just makes me sad to see it but i've never like felt threatened or like unsafe by living downtown because there's people that are homeless and doing drugs like oh it's such a privileged stance to like be bothered by that like just don't live downtown it's as simple as that yeah yeah definitely mm. and like i mean in most major cities people kind of understand that if you want to live in your city there are certain things that come with it mm -hmm. but yeah uh, yeah it's like people with families will live across from the hospital like it's so weird they're like we don't want our kids to see people on drugs i'm like well your kids are probably going to end up doing drugs because everything is fucked like yeah yeah totally mm -hmm. uh huge shift in topic but how was stampede this year oh my god it was absolutely horrendous like, I think I I went one day because I had, like, a free thing to go. And it was, it was like being in a giant mosh pit. Like, there was so many people. Like, they're going to have to, like, expand it, like, double for next year. Like, it, it was so bad. There was, like, people waiting in, like, two-hour-long lines to go on the Ferris wheel. Like, it is so stupid. I just saw, like, all the kind of funny, like, things through, like, TikTok and whatever, but, like, it looked like Polo G just, like, hated being there. Oh, my and, like, God, Didn't I saw he that. fight a fan or something? Probably. Yeah, he looked miserable. So funny. They Yeah, it was crazy because they got so many big artists to come this year. Like, I didn't even bother looking at the lineup because it's always, like, people, like like mother mother and like lights and like i don't even know like just like very like canadian artists that always play it every year yeah but then this year they got like a bunch of rappers like big rappers and stuff it's so weird but is this true someone told me that like one of his last performances before he died juice world like played the stampede oh really yeah i didn't know that I never go to Stampede. I would go to see Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh, yeah. I can't believe I missed it. <laughs> yeah, that seemed cool. And then, yeah, what about... I went to one of the concerts. I went to Don Tolliver. And it, like, and I know, like, quite a few of his songs, but, like, I couldn't even understand, like, the lyrics. Like, halfway through the song, I was like, oh, yeah, I, like, I, I know this song like the just it's like the just the whole production and like sound and everything of the shows is so bad like they really need to get their shit together for next year because these are like big artists and like they are blowing it with like everything like it's a mess do you know anyone that ran into andrew from channel five i yeah i i think one of my friends like posted a photo with him I wish I saw him. <laughs> I was gonna go just to look. 
Yeah, it seemed like, I mean, obviously he was out and about, but anyone I know from Calgary, like, doesn't know anyone that ran into him. I think he was there, like, pretty briefly. Yeah, I think he only went to the grounds for, like, one day. But I bet you it was exhausting, because I think he posted, like, saying that he was going that day. So then, like, everybody that wanted to see him went that day, and probably hell for him. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like he makes it really hard on himself because he'll always post, like, I'm yeah. in Vancouver at this bar. Like, come see me. Like, I don't know if he realizes he's famous. Like, <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, can I show up? <laughs> yeah, that's insane. It's probably not easy being that famous. Like, I, I wouldn't even really like posting what bar I was going to be at. Like, let alone if I had millions <laughs> of followers. It seems wild. That's so true. That's so he, funny. I know. He was trying to interview that, the you know, Stampede girl. Uh, which girl? It was, like, some girl a few years ago was, like, just... Oh, the one that got, like, fucked in the alleyway? Yeah, yeah. He's oh, like posting like, does anyone know this girl? I want to interview her, but I don't, oh. I don't know if he got to. I wonder if it did. I remember like looking at her. Uh, did you ever watch the video, like the YouTube videos she posted after that happened? Yeah, I, I see. Like I, in a way, actually, like I do, kind of respect her outlook on it because she like sees that moment and then just like owned it was it. legendary and i th- i've heard now that i think she's like a stripper and she still like tours under like stampede girl and like sells out shows like she's oh my god like, good for her yeah odd odd life choices but she definitely like capitalized on it That's oh funny. my god i love that what a legend yeah she was definitely very unapologetic yeah i was dying at her youtube videos after so unbothered it's amazing did people know her like was she like popular before that at all i guess like she's random yeah, I, I don't even, I'm definitely after this, I'm literally going to do some research about her and see what she's up to. Because, yeah, she was just like a random girl. I I think it would be like, it's cool what she did with it, but it would be funny if she like went the opposite way. And now she like ran like a non-for-profit charity <laughs> for like drug abuse or she was that like the amazing. chief of police. Yeah, I feel like if that happened now, like if somebody took a video of somebody getting fucked in an alley and posted it, that would be like insane to happen now. Like that would not happen now. I th- it was like on the news and stuff, right? Like I don't remember, maybe. That's so weird. Things have changed so much. Yeah, yeah, and that was like not 10 years ago but a while ago right yeah i think it was probably around or i don't even know actually time is weird it probably was around 10 years ago probably yeah hopefully she's 
living Hopefully well. Hopefully she's thriving, yeah. Sounds like she is, though. <laughs> Stampede girl. I need to go to one of her shows. I I would assume that they're not in Calgary. Yeah, probably... she probably is like one of those like independent strippers where they like go to like small towns and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Yeah, she'd be a good interview. Andrew like was right to think of that. You know, if you're like going mm-hmm. to Stampede, that's probably the most like yeah, people on brand love that. Mm-hmm. So wait, did he not end up interviewing her then? I don't know. The last I saw was he just put out a story saying like, "Does anyone know this girl?" And it was it funny because somebody he didn't like even say like Stampede Girl. I just recognized her name and then Googled it and was like, "Yeah, definitely her." Oh my gosh! But then there was no like follow up. But yeah, I assume if you're like that big. Everyone in Calgary is kind of already like talking about you being in town. I'm sure at least one person would have been like, Yeah, we know her. Yeah, definitely. Well, he could have just reached out to her, probably. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Actually, it might have been more of a publicity thing because, like, yeah, he could probably like she really has social media, like, it wouldn't be that difficult for him to, to get a hold of her. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm gonna she, she, she could restart her entire internet career just off like one Channel 5 interview. <laughs> that's true. Oh, I wish. Well, I uh, I don't know if I need to waste any more of your time. <laughs> We're uh, like an hour and a half, I think. So if... Oh. You don't have anything else you want to talk about, we can call it quits. Hmm, I can't think of anything, but I always got something to say about everything. <laughs> yeah, that, that was fun for sure. And I like how it started talking about the initial concept I wanted to talk to you mm-hmm. about, like filming and photos, but it turned into way more interesting stuff. So it's great. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I'm so glad we got to do this. I was so excited when you messaged me. Yeah, I like I don't know if if like I feel like I'm not arrogant about it at all. I just feel like the people I want to talk to, I've never really heard a podcast talking to this type of person. I know. I don't know anybody that has a podcast. Like, let alone, like, in, within Alberta. And, like, I, I know so many people that, like, want to do one. But, like, it's such, like, a difficult thing to start up. Like, how do you even, like, start doing it? Like, Well, every, every once in a while, I, I mean, I have so many ideas. But every, like, blue moon, one of my ideas, I just, like, act on it. So <laughs> yeah. I, I thought about like really it all stems from I would meet people like either at the studio or I would just meet people in real life and the way I talk to people is Uh just like really inquisitively and I I mean I'm not opposed to talking about myself I guess if people have Uh questions but I really just always want to know 
what people do for work mm -hmm. or whatever. So I just thought I could just record these talks. Like how I know. I always think about that too. I'm like, if I were to be able to like record all of the conversations that I have with like people and with my friends, they would be such an interesting thing to listen to like on a podcast. But it's like, yeah, like that is something that I've always wanted to do is start a podcast. But it's like, is it like, do you pre-plan like actual questions or do you just like plan like an initial thing? No, I, uh, I, I'm getting better at answering this question because I mean, to say that I don't think about it is, like, rude to the yes. Like, it's not that mm -hmm. I didn't just ask you and then not think about it, mm -hmm. like, until we did it. But I don't, I don't, like, write anything down. And I just mm -hmm. try to, like, just have a conversation. Like, I knew a bit about what you did, so mm -hmm. I know I can, like, ask some initial questions and then just yeah. go off that but totally. it's uh yeah i never never script it i i feel that i i don't have many strengths in in general but one of them i think is like seeing something in someone else like the potential for a conversation so that's so cool i haven't I mean, I'm sure as I keep doing this, there'll be some flops, but every mm -hmm. guest I've had is someone that I'm really interested in in what they have to say. And it's been mm -hmm. like the, uh, I actually don't know if, no, that's not true. There was one thing that uh, I was trying to get out of Kevin and I, <laughs> I can say it like he won't care. I just wanted to be more, uh, like not hating, but I wanted to like talk about how like distributors in the skate industry like kind of are shit. Like they they just want to sell more skate stuff to skate stores. They don't actually really care about like independent yeah. shops. And I thought like as me running a shop and Kevin running like one of the better shops ever he would want to talk about that more but he didn't really and when I asked the question he was like oh I don't, I don't want to like annoy anyone so I had to edit out like that question um, beyond that like everything is just like I don't think we have to edit any I always listen just to be sure, but I think like ours is good, like start to finish. And I've recorded mm -hmm. a few this week and they've all been like that. So nice. That's awesome. But like a, a microphone is like cheap. Like I got a decent one just because mm -hmm. why not? But I think it was like under 200. Zoom, I just like use my girlfriend's. <laughs> student account so there's no time limits i just record everything off there it's like it's super easy huh. the hardest thing is i i hate my own voice so much fucking same it, same what i've learned is like a it's not gonna change like if like huh. there's no way i'm gonna not hate my voice next month so might as well do it i know i've literally thought that my entire life because I literally have like or I had a lisp when I was a kid 
and I like hated it I was like this is never gonna go away and I'm never gonna have friends because of it because like I never had friends when I was younger so then I like taught myself I watched YouTube videos on where to put my tongue in my mouth so I wouldn't have a lisp but then now I have another speech impediment where I can't like enunciate anything or like like my my voice has changed so much like after like this is really weird but like doing drugs like I have like a pretty bad drug problem after doing drugs my voice changed it's so no for the worst (laughs) like it it, it, like I before because like I was doing a lot of um like downers like Xanax and stuff which always made me really like just like low energy and very monotone but before that, it was like I wasn't monotone at all. And then now I feel like my voice is always very monotone and I hate it. But it's not going to change. Every, so. Yeah, everyone that I've done an interview with, we, we get like talking about it either during the interview or after. And I think everyone hates their own voice. Yeah, it's so weird. So it's just like I think it. it it's just something like, I don't know, maybe, you know, like before podcast is, or before podcast existed, I don't know if people like heard their own voice as much. Mm-hmm. Like before, mm-hmm. as a society, we just started putting so much of our own content out. Unless mm-hmm. you were like a reporter for the news or something, you didn't really have to hear your voice that mm-hmm. often. That's true. Yeah, it is weird. But it, then again, it's like, no, I never listen to other people talk. And I'm like, holy fuck, their voice is so annoying. Like, I've never, like, well, maybe I thought that, like, once. But that's, like, if it's, like, a girl that's, like, really fucking drunk and is, like, wh- like whiny. Yeah. But that's, like, not actually their voice. It's just, like, how they're acting. Yeah. But, like, yeah, besides that, it's, like, people are, people will always hate their own voice, but nobody else cares. So I just always think of that. Like nobody yeah. cares. And the way the way I try to like structure all these interviews is I think people are listening because they want to hear the guest. Like I'm I, you know, I hope people are gonna listen to this because they're familiar with your work and they want to hear your story told by you. I don't hopefully no one's mm-hmm. listening. Like I'm not a journalist or like an interviewer so i i uh-huh. don't really assume people are tuned in to hear my voice like they want to uh-huh. hear other people so that uh-huh. put me at ease a bit too like going going forward with it uh-huh. yeah that's true huh. but uh before we go do you want to uh let let people listening know where they can find you online or examples of your filming or photography yeah I, I post like most of my stuff on instagram which is at britney spears and besides that like my website i guess which is like my first name last name dot com i don't even know if it's working right now actually I keep but your your real first name yeah so it's like annabethtronson.com yeah, and on there I have like my whole like portfolio of photos and like I don't always post like my video stuff on Instagram because like some of it's like just like I do a lot of editing work for people and I never really post that on Instagram. Yeah. 
but yeah I kind of just like have it all and like all my contact is on my website too and like email for like doing shoots and stuff but I I like Instagram a lot for just posting everything because it's more like I can interact with people which is nice so then like I'll uh obviously link your name and then the hyperlink do you want that to go to your instagram or website yeah i'd say instagram Mm -hmm. and then your website is through like link in bio yeah (laughs) yeah my website's on my instagram bio (laughs) perfect yeah that's funny actually i'm just realizing we started this whole thing out by talking about your real name and the Brittany, but then we never said your real name, so people have probably been confused this whole time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. Yeah, it's my name's Annabeth. I see. Did I say my name wrong? Did you hear something other than Annabeth? No. Okay, because I swear, like people at work, they're like, "Oh, what's your name?" I'm like Annabeth, and they're like Annaba. Like they always hear Annaba. That's on nobody a real has name? that name. Like nobody has that name. Like that that's weirder than being named Brittany. I know. And then I also have a name tag. So I'm like, people are so weird. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very thank much. Thank you so much. Enjoy. I've been, I've been listening to the podcast and they're they're awesome. I can't wait to see what you do next. We uh I don't, I won't give away actual yes, but it's funny. I was saying to my girlfriend, like, I need, I should have more like women on here, but I don't want to, like, I don't want to do it just for the sake of doing it, you know, like just totally get finding people to be yes just because they're women. It, it I know that's be, like, a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if it's someone that people want to hear from, have them gender doesn't really matter but after i said that i've recorded actually an insane i think this is the fifth episode i've recorded this week all uh-huh. women so love i love that <laughs> and I, have, I have a huge hot streak of of girl guests and then that's awesome yeah um, i saw you posted the one you posted today was that the first girl yeah it's it's funny. I have a friend of mine, a female, who I was really excited about her being the first female guest, but just the way we recorded it and we kind of we sat on her episode for a couple of weeks because she oh. is releasing something uh, mid September, so we wanted to release it Ooh, like yeah. kind of in conjunction with that. So she ended up actually being the the first recorded female but the second posted because the one i released today i only recorded like two days ago but i had to fit someone in i'm trying to like do one a week like for consistency but i'm uh having so much fun i'm i'm thinking about trying to do like two a week i feel like the more you post the better yeah, for sure. And honestly, yeah. I noticed like when I release an episode, obviously day one, day two, that's when like the most listens are coming in. But then even like the next couple days, there's still like a decent amount. 
But mm-hmm. after about a week, there's random people like finding him, but it, there's not like no longer a surge in listens. So I think like if you were to have one every like I would like to do Monday and Thursday and then you would just always have like a surge of listens like you would never yeah yeah that's that's smart those are good days to post I find yeah like even when when I first started I was doing every two weeks and like no one I barely even gained listens in that second week until I post a new one and then you get some residual listens mm-hmm. off that but yeah, yeah that makes sense. I'm maybe gonna get a real job for a bit no but if if I don't then I'm gonna just go all in with this yeah you should you should either way <laughs> Yeah, I'm either way you're right. Like I'll I'm gonna take it more seriously, but if I don't end up getting this job I'm in the midst of almost getting, I think I'll just like fully dive in and try to do like I mean I swear doing like three a week, that would be ideal, but that would be kinda hectic when you th- even two a week is like uh what is that there's like 56 weeks a year uh-huh. right so like two is like over 100 a year yeah. that's a that's lot that's a lot and then yeah. i mean i can easily talk to that many people but being able to like find over 100 relevant guests that people want to like hear from is a different uh-huh. story yeah well because i saw like, I feel like Kevin, that was a really good one. Like, I feel like a lot of people were into that. And you did one with Bobby Warner, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. Because I, like, I told a couple of people, like, random people, like, people at my work that I was going to do this. Like, just chatting with them. And, like, one of them was like, no fucking way. That's so sick. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, like, the people that I least expect to know. Like, no, like, it's, it's so funny. It's like people that you would never expect. Well, okay. That, that's amazing that you respect that one because I, that, that like maybe for the rest of my life will be my like favorite. That, yeah, that, I thought that was so, when I saw that, I thought that was the coolest thing. Like, I, he's like a legend. Yeah. He's, he's from here. I didn't know him when he lived here, but he, was touring back through the city and some friends of mine were going to see him and they showed me some of his like clips on Uh reels or whatever and I thought like this guy is really funny he's like young Uh and kind of relatable and he's not like a like a menswear legend or whatever but he's like dressed pretty well like for a comedian Uh so I and then once they had showed me his account, I was like, oh, I recognize this name. They always like our post from the studio. Yeah. So I messaged him and he was super like easy to to get. It it took a, a kind of a bit of correspondence just to find time. We could both uh-huh. do it. And then I was so excited because I thought like this guy is funny. We're just gonna be silly and like uh-huh. make stupid jokes 
And then like about five minutes into it, I realized like, oh, you know what? Like I, I think this guy is like kind of silly all the time. And I think he wants to have more like a real talk about like his writing process. So wow. we had like a genuine, it was like probably one of my favorite talks like I'll ever have. That's the only so thing awesome. is like the sound on that episode was was really messed up and I I still don't know what I'm doing, but back then like I had no idea. But it's awesome because now like I don't love the idea of like like it'll be a while before I have to recycle guests like mm. just to have like relevant conversation but now I can redo one with him just to make up for like the bad audio mm-hmm. quality the first time so we'll still like we've already talked about it we'll space it out and and give people okay. a chance to forget but I can already <laughs> yeah. have him back to rectify that and he seems to be like growing quite fast as well so yeah was like he could be a, a big name yeah that would be cool to have like the same people on like for a second time and the one with kevin too also like the i keep keep rambling on but uh also one of my plans with this is i'm gonna like, I don't want it to be all a local thing at all. Like, at first, I said I didn't want it to be local mm-hmm. at all. And then now I'm, like, finding there are people from here that I feel have, like, good stories. And yeah, it'd be cool to get them out there. But mm-hmm. really, my plan is to, like, pepper in people from other cities. Yeah, that's and have, like, their own like kind of following or like you know like you have people that like you in Calgary Kevin has his fan base so it's like when I bring on someone from outside Edmonton it's like a way of like tricking all those people into hearing mm-hmm. what's coming from here as well yeah, so like they true. they came for That's Kevin hard. but now they're subscribed so now they hear like when we have someone from here and I think it's just like uplifting uh-huh. Edmonton but then also all the Edmonton listeners are gonna like now know about you or Kevin or mm. like they should already but if they don't now they do so yeah that's so awesome yeah, and even like go like interviewing people in different countries would be so cool. Yeah, and you know what? Like one of the coolest things about this is it has like its own level of like viralness. Like, not that any of them have gone viral, but every episode opens the door for many more. Like someone mm-hmm. will, you know, someone will hear yours. And then think like, all right, like I'm a videographer. They'll message me and say like, great episode. And then I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, like I think that's even how we talked about it. Because you said the one with Kevin was good. I said, you want to do one? Now, like someone will say yours is good and I'll set one up through that. Mm-hmm. So it like, yes, it I constantly love that. like feeds itself. It's like mm-hmm. pretty organic like to get. Yeah. Even I didn't, I took a few weeks off, like while I was closing and then it kind of mm-hmm. felt, I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to get it back. 
But then once I did one, I did another, and now I'm recording one like almost every day. And then wow. it keeps like leading to new ones. So hopefully I can keep that up. Yeah, I bet you will. That's it sounds like it's going really well. Well, thank you. Yeah, and it, I mean, you have any friends doing cool stuff in Calgary? Send them my way. Totally. I, yeah. If you well, want that, like, I, I even know like people, like, I have a, I know a lot of cool people like all around the world too, just like from being on social media. Name name one person and let's see if we can manifest it. Let me think. I'll have to think about it because they're, oh my gosh, have you, I don't know if like you would, okay, do you know Geocasket, that account? No. He's like, he, he lives in Calgary and it's basically like a Rick Owens like archival Instagram and he like is really like known like all around the world like in the fashion community and he is like he is so interesting and he's really cool and he like knows like just so many things about everything like in fashion so like if you ever wanted like something more fashion related Oh, that's the other thing. Like, the more obscure, the better. Because, like, then it just brings, like, a different audience. And, like, I'm just trying to converse about whatever. And and the best part is when I get to learn stuff and then listeners learn at the same time, right? So, like, I... I don't know. Obviously, I know what Rick owns is, and I own not Rick, but like other kind of high fashion things. I'm into it. I could like keep up in a conversation, but it wouldn't be what I would normally converse about, which is better. Yeah, totally. So yeah. okay, let's manifest that. Then I'll I'm gonna look into his account yeah. when we hang up, and then we'll see. Yeah, I'll think too if there's any other cool people i'm sure there's a few i could think of yeah let me know for sure that'd mm-hmm. be a huge help yay but uh yeah thank you so thank much thank you yes i'll talk to you soon i hope yeah enjoy the rest of your evening you too See ya. bye